Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever seen someone make something out of nothing? What appears to be an impossible situation, a problem with no solution, a goal that is unachievable, is a minor detail to the one who can make something out of nothing. I'm not artistically skilled by any stretch of the imagination. And this is why I'm captivated and fascinated by art, music, literature. For instance, I can't wrap my mind around how an artist can paint. There stretched before them is an empty, blank sheet of canvas, void of form, absolutely no life present. When we look at it, we see nothing. But the skilled hands of an artist make something out of nothing. And the result is a vibrant picture of life that unfolds before our very eyes. For some of us, working with Hebrew and Greek is a lot like making something out of nothing. All those lines, all those squiggles, all those dots and various other symbols that we have no idea what they mean, to try to translate that is a bit, well, intimidating. Maybe a goal that's unachievable. When we look at the sheet, down, look down and we see what? Nothing. But after a lot of sweat, a lot of sanity, eventually we begin to see something. Actual words. Those random marks begin to look like something and it's within those random marks that we find a story. A story that unfolds before us. A story of one who makes something out of nothing. Recall the creation account. Now God speaks the entire world into existence. He creates ex nihilo, out of nothing. The earth is empty. It's formless. It's void. There is nothing. But with a word, God speaks it all into existence. Light, space, time, dirt, and even life itself. In Abraham, God made something out of nothing. Yahweh calls Abraham from his homeland to a place that he has never been before and promises to give him that space. Not only that, but he also promises to make him a great nation. One problem. The land's already inhabited not just by one group of people, by several who are much more powerful than Abraham. Another problem. His wife is barren. How are you supposed to be a great nation when your wife can't have kids? For all intents and purposes, Abraham had nothing. But the Almighty God did not see this as a problem. You see, Sarah conceived. She became pregnant. She had a son. And in Isaac's birth, that nation promised to Abraham began. Hundreds of years later, through a period of slavery, through the wilderness, through much warfare, Israel that nation finds itself not only on the other side of the Jordan River, but in the promised land, promised to Abraham. And not only are they there, but they're a prom they are a powerful, affluent, influential nation. What seemed to be impossible, God made possible. What looked like nothing, God made something. But Israel wasn't so sure anymore. 
that nation that had been powerful and affluent and influential. They were now poor, abandoned. They were refugees in exile. Where there was once a king, nothing. Where there was once a country, a place that they could call their own, nothing. Where there was once a home, nothing. Where there was once a place where they could worship God, where Yahweh himself dwelt, nothing. They were alone. They were abandoned. They were ashamed and disgraced as they thought about the relationship they had broken with Yahweh. Israel, who had been something, was now reduced to nothing. God, who had made something out of nothing, had now taken that something and made it nothing. Israel was nothing. And there are times in our lives when we feel that our life is coming to nothing or that it's leading to nothing. A young man fell in love with a beautiful young woman and as most stories that start this way tend to end, they decided to get married. Well, right after their engagement, this young woman found out that she had a very rare illness, Huntington's disease. This genetic disorder would eventually affect her entire brain functioning, her mental capability, and her muscle control. But that wasn't the worst of it. What would happen is that if this couple were to have any children, their children would be at very high risk for, contacting, for contracting Huntington's disease as well. After all, it is genetic. This couple remained committed to one another, and they got married. But they also knew that they didn't want to pass this illness on to children. So they remained childless, barren, having no children of their own, having nothing. You and I sometimes find ourselves feeling like nothing. Our walk with the Lord may be going great. We've spent time in Scripture. We've spent time in prayer. We're serving our neighbor until we fall, until we stumble. You see, temptation is stealthy and it's quick. Swooping down like a mighty force, it snaps us up off our feet and leaves us with nothing. Nothing but guilt, despair, shame. When we began our time at the seminary, we, we had these aspirations, this hope and this joy that God was working in our life. We really saw God shaping us, wanting God to form us into the man of God that he needed, into the shepherd that his flock would need. And that was us. Until the work started, until the tuition bills came in, and all of a sudden, our aspirations crumbled under a pressing doubt that we could not escape. Walking through the quad, sitting here in chapel, eating lunch, studying late at night. What am I doing here? I'm, I'm too old to go back to school. I'm too young to actually lead people. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I will never be a good pastor. See, doubt's tricky. It's covert. And it weakens our defenses of faith until it seems as though trusting God is nearly impossible. And this infects our entire life. The something we did have, that, that trust, that hope, 
is turned to nothing. Something turned into nothing. Yet when we find ourselves reduced to nothing, having nowhere to turn, we find ourselves face to face with God. But how? How could this be? Because it is in the realm of nothing that God shows us who he is. In the chapters just before our reading from Isaiah, the prophet speaks to the nothingness that is Israel and details the characteristics of someone. Someone who will embrace within himself everything which is nothing. One who will make himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. A suffering servant. It's the suffering servant that will become nothing. No, the suffering servant that became nothing for you. To take away your fear, to wipe away your shame, to remove your guilt, and to restore within you a hope that this life is not the definitive end. Something out of nothing. You see, in Jesus, God made something into nothing. On the cross, Christ became nothing for you. So that having become nothing, God would once again make something from nothing, something new. He'd make you his child. For just as death was not the final sentence, life came out of death. So something was made from nothing. With vibrant strokes of an artist's brush, God's life-giving words paint this picture of hope in Isaiah's prophecy. Sing, O barren one who did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have never been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married. Fear not. You will not be ashamed. The Holy One of Israel is your restorer, your redeemer. Yahweh has called you. Yahweh, the God of heaven and earth, is once again promising to make something out of nothing. This barren woman, Israel, will have more children than a married woman could ever even hope to have. In fact, the the descendants of Israel will be so great that the tent is going to need to expand. The house is going to need not just one addition, but thousands. Yahweh will turn the shame of Israel into honor as he brings them back into relationship with him, restoring them, giving him his compassion, his never-ending faithfulness, his chesed. God will turn something from nothing. All the benefits of the suffering servant go directly to that barren one, to Israel, to you. The words and promises of Isaiah are God's words and promises to you and I this morning. You see, in that state of nothing, we're not left there alone. Our shame is removed. Our sin is replaced with honor by God's pronouncement of forgiveness. The doubts and fears that overrun our faith are driven away by God and his everlasting love. Our loneliness and emptiness, they're filled by God's gift of eternal life. In Christ, God makes something out of nothing. Isn't this what we just read from Luther's small catechism? What benefits does baptism give? It works the forgiveness of sins, 
rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who will believe this as the words and promises of God declare. We're nothing without God, but in baptism, God makes something out of nothing, and we're given salvation, victory, forgiveness, eternal life. What would seem to be impossible by mere water and spoken word is made possible. God makes something out of nothing. To those of you who are getting ready to receive your first call and to leave this place, you may feel that sometimes you're nothing. As you leave here, you may think your sermons will be empty, your pastoral care insufficient, and your leadership ineffective. But brothers in Christ, you are far from nothing. In baptism, God has called you as his own. He's called you as his precious child. When you step into a pulpit, you are not up there alone for the word himself is there with you. When you kneel beside the bedside of a dying child and his family, the, con- the counselor, the comforter himself will give you the words to say. And as you lead God's flock, the shepherd will guide your footsteps. Watch. Watch. As in your ministry, God makes something out of what you may see as nothing. It's been many long years since that young man and that young woman were married. And due to Huntington's, she, her health is slowly in decline. But that couple's life is far from empty, far from void of joy. It's filled with hope because God made something out of nothing. So even though this family, this couple, has never raised a child of their own, they have been influential in the nurture and care of hundreds of people. Though they've never had a child of their own, they have been gracious friends to countless college students, including myself. You see, this dear mentor of mine, though he has never had a son, has been a father to many young men by his spiritual leadership, his example, and his faith. God continues to make something out of nothing. What we see as an impossible situation, a goal that's unachievable, a problem with no solution, is a minor detail to the one who can make something out of nothing. There are times in our life when we may feel as though we are nothing, though the world reduces us to nothing. And to us, Isaiah has a word of hope. Sing. Sing. For your God has come to restore you. He has made you something out of nothing. He has made you his own, his child. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen.